Welcome to the Daily Drive Podcast, part of the Imagine Golf Podcast Network. Enjoy listening to a previous series inside the Imagine Golf app, where each week we feature seven concepts from a best-selling book or a top mind in the game. Here is our founder and the voice of Imagine Golf, Malcolm Scoville. Welcome back to Imagine Golf, the daily three-minute bridge between where we all are now and where we want to be, both on and off the golf course. This week, we're excited to have Nick O'Hearn in the clubhouse, six-time worldwide champion, mentor, and best-selling author. Also, he has beat the great Tiger Woods. Nick is going to teach us how to play better, faster. Here we go. Interestingly enough, with golf, I think it's possibly the most mental sport out there because the ball is stationary. In every other sport, pretty much the ball is moving, apart from snookers and billiards, I'd say, where the ball does sit still. But, you know, baseball, basketball, football, you name it, the ball is moving. So it's very much a reactionary sports in that regard, whereas golf, the ball sits there and it just says, hit me. So you've got all the time in the world to think about it. And that's the beauty of this game at the same time, because you can either control that time well and do all the things you need to do to to hit good golf shots, or you can have that time go quite poorly for you, which means the golf ball will react in a poor fashion at the same time. So it's a very mental sport and having some structure and principles to work to is just incredibly important in the game of golf. Early on in my career, when I was, I guess, a struggling professional golfer, I, I could hardly break 80. And my wife and I, I was married quite young, and my wife and I came to the conclusion that, okay, if I'm going to make a career out of this game, I need to have some sort of a plan, some sort of a path. Because up until that point, I hadn't really had much structure to what I was doing. So we set a three-year plan in motion. And that three-year plan involved having a goal of gaining my tour card here in Australia. And it also involved finding a coach that I could relate to. I also needed work with my mental game. And so I needed to start working with a sports psychologist. So I wanted to try and find the right guy for that. And then I also needed to work hard on my fitness and my nutrition and, and the physical side of the game in that aspect. So apart from my golf swing, my mental game and my fitness, I was pretty good. <laughs> but working hard on those three things and as soon as you put a plan in place and you have this direction to how you want to achieve what you want to achieve, it's funny how the right people come into your life. And that's when I met my coach, Neil Simpson, who has basically been my coach my whole career. I met a sports psychologist who was working with our local football team here who basically became my mental game mentor throughout my entire career. And then, you know, I started hitting the gym pretty hard and, and working on the physical side and getting my body in shape and, and flexible enough so that it could sustain itself for a long period of time. And then I worked to a philosophy of just trying to get better every day. If I thought, okay, if today, the end of today, I'm better than when I started, great next day do the same thing and then all of a sudden over a three to six month period i became better and better just through working to that philosophy and that structure and then about 15 months later i achieved the three-year goal so i did it in 15 months so it's amazing how you can put the right steps in place and have some sort of a plan some sort of a path and then things align and you start working to the right structure how how you can improve very quickly breaking 90 breaking 100 for those types of golfers 
I think the best thing to do is to look at your scores and go, okay, where am I really being let down the most? Is it driving the ball? Is it short game? Is it my irons? I would say for those types of golfers, typically it has to do with short game and the putting, especially. If you can work a little bit more or extra time, at least half your time when you do a bit of practice on your short game and your putting, your scores will definitely drop. What I find with most golfers is they work very little on the putting, the short game. They tend to spend most of their time trying to hit the ball well. And shooting good scores isn't so much about hitting the ball well, it's about getting the ball into positions that are not unscorable, basically. So it's about just keeping the ball in play. You don't have to hit perfect shots. On the green and around the green, that's when you need to be a little bit more precise. So working on those areas around and on the green are very, very important to lowering your scores, and I'd work harder on those areas, definitely. That's all for today. Until next time, keep imagining what's possible. Be sure to pick up Nick's new book, How to Play Your Best Golf, Strategies from a Tour Pro. Depending on where you uh, live in the world, this is available now, or you can pre-order it on Amazon. This is an essential handbook that can help you understand and improve your game. Don't miss it. And as always, keep imagining what's possible. Thanks for listening to the Daily Drive podcast. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe and be sure to rate and review this episode. If you want more content like this right now, download the Imagine Golf app from the App Store or Google Play and start your free seven-day trial. You can listen to hundreds of snackable mental game lessons. Imagine Golf is helping thousands of golfers lower their handicaps, play more consistently, and get more joy out of the game. Think better and you will play better. And as Malcolm said, until next time, keep imagining what's possible.